0: temple art and music festival has arrived map free stadium columbus ohio three days may 17th through the 19th america's number one rock music festival is here with free fighters system of the down disturbed Sonic Temple with Bring Me the Horizon Ghost, Hailstorm, Lamb of God The Cult, The Hives, The Struts Meshuggah, The Distillers And Rare Appearances by Joe Jet And Prodigy Go to SonicTempleFestival.com for everything The Foo Fighters, System of the Down, Disturbed Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost And Special Comedy Tent Headliners Andrew Dice Clay, Henry Rollins and more Go to SonicTempleFestival.com See ya at the temple
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a mini-episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast for MetalNexus.net, where you can get all your show reviews, concert reviews, and so much more. This mini-episode's guest is Gary Spivak, the Executive Vice President of Danny Wimmer Presents. If you aren't sure what Danny Wimmer Presents is, well... I guess either AU don't go to many festivals here in the States, or uh, you don't like rock music. (laughs) Um, That being said, basically, Danny Wimmer Presents has been around for about a decade now. Actually, a little over a decade. Uh, They used to run Rock on the Range, which is now Sonic Temple Festival. They have Louder Than Life Festival, Epicenter Festival. Basically, if you see any of the big rock festivals happening in the United States presume that they are Danny Wimber Presents festivals, unless otherwise noted. Uh, that said, I had the opportunity to talk with Gary uh, real quickly about uh, upcoming festival season, which starts uh, next month with Sonic Temple Festival in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, it was really cool getting to talk to someone who, you know, they've been going through a bit of a rebrand, just like we did here at the podcast. So got to talk a little bit about wha- what happened with that. Uh, talking about internet trolls, basically uh, shitting on... Basically lineups and stuff like that. Uh, If you've never put on a show, whether it be just a a local show in your local town uh, or anything like that, I, I don't think you can really understand the scope of dealing with contracts, dealing with show stuff, dealing with just everything that goes on to putting on a show, and then amplify that by, oh, I don't know, a million Uh, because you're dealing with some of the biggest names in rock and metal and and hardcore and all that kind of stuff. And to consistently do it and to consistently have praise heaped upon you by fans and bands alike, uh, obviously you're doing something right. But, you know, the internet is what it is and people want to talk shit. So, uh, it was kind of cool talking about that and, uh, you know, just kind of getting to talk to someone that, you know, isn't really, you don't get to hear on many of these, um, so, very much appreciate the time. Uh, in light of this being a mini episode, going to go ahead and get right to it. So, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Gary Spibek of Danny Wimmer Presents, and we'll talk to you guys for a minute afterwards. <music> So I have the pleasure of talking to Gary Smivak, Executive Vice President of Danny Wimmer Presents. You guys got a lot of stuff getting ready to come up, uh, but first of all, how are you doing this early afternoon?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it is it uh, is it is go time, you know, as we uh, <laughs> gear up for, for our big month of May festivals, but I'm very excited about it.
1: So something that's kind of that was interesting about getting to talk to you is uh, we here at this podcast actually went through a rebrand uh, to start the year and had been the previous name for about two years. And I know there was a lot of back and forth about is it the right move? Is it the right thing to do? You know, how much is a brand worth once you've kind of established it and so forth? And I kind of wanted to know with doing a major rebrand like you guys did with Rock on the Range now being Sonic Temple and some of the other festivals, did you go through that same process, and what did it look like for all of you?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of behind the scenes stuff that you know pretty much bores the the typical the 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 rock fan. So I don't want to get too into it, but um, you know, as long as we're supporting rock and roll and supplying and giving the fans uber tonnage and bulk, uh, in addition to giving them massive headliners like a Foo Fighters, you know, or a tour in the case of of Sonic Temple Friday night with System of a Down and one of their only two shows in the entire year, and then the Foo Fighters on Sunday, you know, we we want to let the music do the talking. But um, of course, there's something to be said about about a great brand in Rock on the Range, Carolina Rebellion. These are great brand brands, but uh, in order for us to move forward um, and to do this for the next 10, 15 years, which we want to do, and, and, and waving that rock flag, it was important that we that we move forward.
1: Did the rebrand with Sonic Temple and some of these other festivals kind of inspire you as to the idea of what these festivals could be and maybe some of the genres that you maybe didn't tap into in the previous incarnations but maybe wanted to with, with what Sonic Temple could be?
0: No, that's a good question. I mean, at, at, at its core, you know, look, uh, it, it, these are rock festivals and they will always be rock and roll festivals. But yes, you were able to kind of, you know, expand our, our, our boundaries and, and, but while not jumping any sharks, you know, um, but if if you look at Sonic Temple, there's, there's acts like Pussy Riot or Scar Lord, which is this amazing trap kind of almost metal hip hop artist from London, um, or a band out of London called Basement. And then to have a Joan Jett and the distillers and the hives and the struts, but also have, you know, something like Lamb of God and ghost, um, in addition to having a hailstorm in Chevelle, you could see how we can go, uh, you know, far left with, with the Foo Fighters and Distellers and the Hives, but also go far right with Lamb of God and Black Dahlia Murder, and then go right down the middle with hailstorm and, and, and all these rock bands, Papa Roach being included. So we're able to cast this wider net while at its core still, as long as the energy and the attitude is there, being, being a rock and roll festival.
1: I'm glad you kind of brought up the Papa Roach thing, because I know at least with Sonic Temple, you know, I was very much looking forward to seeing The Prodigy. And unfortunately, with Keith's passing, that kind of put a damper, obviously, on having The Prodigy being able to perform. When something like that happens so close to a festival, do you kind of already have some bands in your back pocket that you're, you're thinking of that maybe logistically didn't work out initially when you were thinking of it or, you know, that it wasn't known what their touring plans were going to be? And then you kind of have to quickly see who's available or, or is it more like I was kind of saying, like a, where you have people in mind and it's just a matter of like kind of reaching out and extending the offer?
0: Yeah, honestly, honestly, no. I mean, losing Keith and the prodigy was was tragic as it was incredibly sad and tragic to lose Chris Cornell of, of Soundgarden and, and then Chester Bennington and, and not have a Lincoln Park uh, in mind. I mean, these are these are these are tragic, you know, these these soldiers of rock and roll are, are going down. And, um, you know, it, it, that's a whole d- different issue of, of how we all deal with depression, um, drug addiction and, and suicidal kind of thoughts. And, and we all have to take a step back. Um, and, and remember, these are human beings that are, that have real demons, um, that at times they can control them. And then at times that they, they, the, the negativity comes out and, um, so we all take a step back. So no, we d- we didn't plan for for losing Prodigy. Uh, uh, just like we didn't plan to to lose Soundgarden in in 2017 when they were to headline. Um, so yes, we did go in scramble mode, and we felt like we, with Sonic Temple, we those the fans who are the best deserved to have a proper replacement. What was important to us when we when we picked a replacement that we could have a moment and pick a band that truly could honor uh the legacy of of the prodigy and Papa Roach, which is a right you know hometown kind of a home field advantage band for us. They're so great and they've had such great experiences and and history with with Columbus and and that stadium and they're also fans of the prodigy. That felt like a. a an, an easier connection than others. So they were available. We jumped at it because we felt that was a, a, a very honorable, proper replacement. But no, it was not what we had planned.
1: You know, something I think is very is really commendable about uh, all of the festivals that Danny Wimmer puts on and you kind of touched on it just a couple of minutes ago, is the fact that you have such a wide array of, of established names, legacy na- names, as well as up-and-coming names. And, you know, that, you know, having someone like uh, horror and stuff like that and some of these kind of trap, metal-y kind of bands, you know, it kind of has me excited that maybe someone like Ghost is kind of, is probably, like, on your radar and maybe on, like, next year's iterations of festivals. And I'm interested to see what people like that or artists like that is going to do for this festival carrying forward because I think it's going to expose everyone to a wider demographic and adversely, the fans of ghost main into a wider demographic of maybe rock that they are not in known of yet.
0: Well, amen brother. We I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's there's a level when we do these that we we need to super serve, you know, give them, give give the people what they want, right rightfully so. You know, give them give them rock and roll and tons of it, whether it be disturbed or hailstorm or chevelle or even the foo fighters and system of a down that's so. part of a lot of what we do is we have to super serve. And then we also want to educate, you know, we want to, we want to throw, um, some, some challenges and and new music their way in the hopes that yes, a, a whore or pussy riot or basement or scar Lord or ghost main could become the future uh, of, of these festivals as well. So as long as the energy and the attitude is there that's the rock and roll spirit to us. You know, we're not, Oh, you have to have guitars and Marshall stacks and long hair with tattoos or else you can't play our show. That, that ain't it, man. Cause you're going to be put, you're, you're going to be put in a box really quickly. So we, we want to kind of, again, like go left and challenge the, the rock listener with, with a whore or a pussy riot and then go far right with like a black Dahlia murder, you know, and, and then, and then, come right down the middle with with the rock and roll so it, it should make for like an epic weekend where people have discovery of rock but also get their favorite bands in there too
1: you, the louder than life uh lineup just got announced uh, i think it was about a week ago now as of one are recording you know right off the gates guns and roses um i <laughs> i can't think of a more iconic stadium level band and you know it was kind of funny to see so many People kind of shit on the fact that it was Guns N' Roses and, you know, oh, I bet they're going to show up late and kind of forgetting that the track record of the last, what, three or four years now that they've been early – or on time they've played their entire set they've not had to cancel anything it's just one of those that i think it speaks to how much you've been able to grow louder than life as a brand as well in such a short amount of time that you're able to get a guns and roses to to come to this festival is it hard though when you when you're putting all this work getting contracts and everything ready for these festivals and getting everything lined up and just have people kind of piss on it for lack of a better term
0: Well, uh, number one, there's haters are always going to hate. There's always going to be haters. Sometimes there's trolls and sometimes the haters are the first people to buy tickets. We always have to remember that. And if we, or, or if we at Danny Wimmer Presents or Coachella or Lollapalooza lived and died by what the social comments were, uh, we'd have folded up the tent long ago. So no, we're, we're not going to be deterred by, by a very small percentage of people. Um, having said that, while there were haters, there were tons of people who were blown away. Just like you said, that, that a band at the stadium level of guns and roses could play louder than life. Um, but, and to your point of guns and roses, you know, not being on time or Axl Rose being late. Those are long gone. Yeah. They're completely professional and uh, on time, exact time, full sets. Yeah. They, they're going to play a full set at louder than life. Um, so no, uh, the, the one time we had Guns N' Roses was with Rock on the Range, I think 2014, uh, before Slash and Duff joined, we were worried. Guns N' Roses came on stage two minutes before their time. <laughs> they, they were early. Axel couldn't wait. So, um, not, not, a, not a worry at all. Not a worry. And, um, you know, again, Guns N' Roses, phenomenal. So stoked to have them. But there's so much more meat on that bone if you look at the lineup with Louder Than Life. So much to choose from. Um, and including, uh, a band that's very meaningful to, to the core, which hasn't played in six or seven years, which is the original lineup of stained to have them and their, it's their first show back.
1: You know, kind of speaking to louder than life, you know, last year was, you know, I think you guys had a really phenomenal lineup and it was really sad to see you guys have to pull the plug kind of last minute. I know you were all trying to, to literally weather the storm, no pun intended, but, um, it's one of those things that when that's happening, what does that look like for you guys? Well,
0: it's really sad and devastating because we had uh we had a packed house, hard tickets. It wasn't you know you usually when you see a festival you know being called off, oh uh, well, okay, what's really behind the scenes you know was there no no ticket sale but this this was a case of this was a win this was going to be a celebration um and it was the worst storm to hit the Louisville area in in two decades, and it just flooded the area and the site. You know, um, Champions Park was, was ankle to knee deep in, in mud and water. It was, uh, it was a disaster area. It, you, you couldn't put on a show there. So unfortunately we had to cancel. Uh, and, um, and by, like you said, Louder Than Life is, is a week uh, on sale and doing very good. And that's the testament to the, the, the hardcore fans and, and to the people of the area that they believe in us.
1: Slowly kind of in, in wrapping up, you know, Danny Wimmer Presents I think has become synonymous now with the the American rock festival circuit, uh much like the, you know, the European festival circuit and so forth, you know, with Rock am Ring and Rock and Park and all that kind of stuff. With some of those kind of festivals and a lot of the festivals kind of dying off here in the in the States, is there something outside of maybe the festivals that have been, that are happening that you would like to do maybe a cruise uh danny Weber presents cruise or some kind of uh something other than a festival in the traditional sense is there any plans to do anything like that mm,
0: Yeah, you know, the cruise thing is it feels like a little bit of a crowded space right now um you know uh i i come from a family of uh of people who who gets seasick? So I'm, not, I'm not a I'm not a huge proponent of that myself. Um, it hasn't we we have kicked the tires of it, and uh, it just feels like a crowded space. And and we at this time, you know, have our have our hands full with providing the best rock fest- festivals we can on solid ground. <laughs>
1: You know, with bands that you've gotten to work with over the decade plus of doing this, you know, you mentioned the Foo Fighters. I think they were like one of the last, to me, one of the last bigger name bands that have been around for that long that you haven't gotten. Uh, you got Guns N' Roses, most of the original lineup at this point. What are some of the last remaining like bucket list bands for for Danny Wimmer Presents that you guys haven't gotten for like a Sonic Temple Festival or Louder Than Life?
0: Not many left. Rage Against the Machine. If there was a, any of these shows had a roof. Uh, the roof would, would would just come off. Um, rage against the machine. Um, but looking at our pedigree of what we've had, which includes Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Tool, the Foo Fighters, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Muse, uh, and so, so many more um, – we're very humbled by, by what we've accomplished looking back, you know, and even bring up a nine inch nails or of course, Slipknot and events Sevenfold and Rob Zombie and Corn and Godsmack. All these are incredibly important acts and, 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 and important for the history of rock. But, um, not many left. Rage Against the Machine, which is not currently a band, would would clearly be uh, the top of my bucket list.
1: Awesome. Well, that's all our time we have with you today. Thank you, Gary, for taking the time and looking forward to seeing you, hopefully, at Sonic Temple Festival and Louder Than Life as well, and congratulations. You bet.
0: You bet. Appreciate the support and I'll see you next month, man.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. So that was my conversation with Gary Spivak, Executive Vice President of Danny Wimmer Presents. Uh, really cool getting to talk to him. Uh, we'd like to kind of feature more people behind the scenes that get to do stuff and And like I kind of said in the intro, and like Dan and I have said in in countless episodes before this, um, just really cool to incorporate different people and kind of, you know, get their stories. And as someone who's kind of worked on putting on shows myself, it's one of those things where I've always had this fascination with what goes into booking a festival, especially of this nature, because I imagine outside of just... Good business practices and building relationships being the key to the foundation of building a successful destination festival like the Danny Weber presents, like, you know, Louder Than Life and Sonic Temple. Uh, it just is one of those things that, you know, it's just so amazing to, to me that they're able to do something. Um, basically, I don't think a lot of people think that as soon as this festival's over and they're, they're you know, done with it. They've already got to start working on the the follow up, and they got to make it bigger and better than last year. And you always got to outdo it yourself because what you don't want is to have just this constant thing where people are like, "Oh, well, last year was better. It could it was better this year or whatever." And unfortunately, that is the nature of how people are. They always compare things to, from what came before it. But I think Danny Wimmer presents uh, the team there have done a, an exemplary job of building uh, destination festivals, rock based festivals here in the states. And I think if you're a fan of rock, metal, and so forth you'll know that you know these kind of destination festivals have been happening overseas for a very long time and actually, were a lot of reasons why you were seeing not so many bands touring here in the in the you know spring summertime uh, here in the states is because you know where they, they were spending so much time overseas. So really cool that we have our own kind of stamp here on the rock uh, festival scene and so forth. Greatly appreciate the time with Gary, and uh, hopefully you know if we do get a preview to go cover louder than life and or Sonic Temple Festival, uh, hopefully I'll get to run into Gary. Um, be- just tell him thank you uh, because these are very awesome different experiences and uh, I'm very excited to have them be some of the first big festivals like this that'll get to cover with this podcast Um, so huge thanks to Gary and special thanks though goes out to Selena for uh, hooking this interview up and we're going to end this episode just to keep uh, things short so uh, if you would like to keep up with Metal Nexus you can find them at MetalNexus.net Facebook at MetalNexus Instagram at Metal.Nexus and Twitter at Metal underscore Nexus if you would like to keep up with all things this podcast you can find us at BrewSpeakPod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter email us at BrutallySpeaking at gmail Dot com. And if you would like to keep up with Gary, well, I don't really have any socials for him, so uh, how about we just do it like this. If you'd like to keep up with all things Sonic Temple Festival, go over to SonicTempleFestival.com. If you haven't seen the announcement for the lineups for Louder Than Life this year, holy shit, I don't know where you've been, but uh, you can go to louderthanlifefestival.com. And if you would like to keep up with Danny Wimmer Presents and just kind of keep a, an eye on all things Danny Wimmer Presents festivals and so forth, head on over to dannywimmerpresents.com, and they will keep you up to date on all things, all of their festivals and more. So without further ado, for the Brutally Speaking podcast, I am John. Dan is doing some work, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow, where our guest is Ken Susie of Unearth, and we'll talk to you then.